With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Live from New York. It's the show that is a few minutes away from Brew's official Super Bowl pick. Wow. And he has been grinding, we told you, all week. Two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, congratulations. You made it, buddy. You wow. made it. Just hold on. Uh, it's first things first. Today is Patrick Mahomes a lock to win his third Super Bowl MVP. Wow. Meanwhile, in just over half an hour, following Brew's pick, Bijan Robinson joins the oh. show live in studio via a remote. But it will feel <laughs> like he's in studio. And finally, what are the chances that Purdy has an A game on Sunday. It's a little bit of a Cowboys franchise that we're bringing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, alongside Chris Broussard, who we'll hear from in just a second, I'm Kevin Wilds. Nick, yeah. do you have any hints from the teaser of which way Brew is going? Well, it looked like he saw something on the board and pointed to it, but what he was pointing to was heads or tails. So I do not know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't Those know. Those were both teams' what? playbooks. Oh, I to have oh really? I to, that's what was on the wow. board. I happened wow. to have both okay. teams' playbooks. Wow. All right, well, let's kick it off. We start with the moment we've all been waiting for, the Super Bowl of Super Bowl picks. Chris Broussard, who has been on a legacy-defining streak of accurate predictions, Dating back to the Warriors, to be honest with you. That's right. That's right. Has grinded the All-22, consulted experts, and for some reason has been jumping rope. (laughs) All for this moment. So without further ado, Brew, who wins Super Bowl 58? Well, look, as you guys saw, it wasn't easy. No. I mean, I needed the physical exercise because I was spending hours at that board going over the plays, the Chiefs plays, what Spags might do, what Reed might do, so on and so forth. So I just needed a little physical relief. That's what that was about. When I'm spending the night here. And people might think it was easy. You might think it was easy because, look, the Chiefs, I've said all week, and that my two weeks of study did not change my mind on the Chiefs should be favored. Okay. I, I, I'm still shocked that the Niners, not that they don't have a chance, but oh. I was shocked that they're favored. Because, look, the see? Chiefs have been better in the playoffs. Yeah. They got the best quarterback in the world. Yeah. They got the best coach, arguably, right now in the world. They've got the defense that has been better than the Niners this year, or at least certainly lately. Uh, and they've got the experience. Now, but what tripped me up, huh. What else? the Niners are not without hope, though. Oh. Because the Chiefs play man coverage about as much as anybody. They can go zone. They win some zone against Miami, but they like to play a lot of man. 
And the Niners are great against man with their, you know, with Kittle and all their weapons, the Debo Avengers and all those guys. They got, part. yes, they got a lot of weapons, so they eat up man. Spags loves to blitz. I mean, he he devastated the Ravens with the blitz. Guess who's the best quarterback in the league against the blitz? Don't tell me, Purdy. Yeah, look at that. Yards per pass. This is all against the Blitz. Pass TDs. Passer rating. He eats up the Blitz, and they as a team eat up man coverage. Also, Nick, if there's a – it's not a weakness, but the weakest part of the Chiefs defense, I would say, is the run defense, all right? they 15 of their 20 games, including the playoffs, they gave up more than 100 yards rushing. So we know that Niners have the best running back in the world. So they and, – and the thing about Shanahan, he will not go away. If it's working, he won't go away from it like for some reason Baltimore did. All right, so I took all of that into consideration. And then I – there's another factor. Oh, there's more? It's called mojo. Yeah, this is – Kyle Shanahan, is he going to fail again? I mean, this is three times on the big stage. I mean, including championship games. you think he's games. on pumpkin alert? There was – I don't know. I wouldn't say pumpkin alert like you said, but he better win. He needs to win this game. Also, the Niners have been, you could argue they should have lost the last two games, but they found a way. And while I think the Chiefs should definitely be the favorite, I know they're not for some reason. We've seen a lot of upsets in Super Bowls. Okay. I mean, Tom Brady. Upset by Nick Foles. Tom Brady upset by Eli Manning. Tom Brady himself is a first-year starter. Upsets Kurt Warner, mm-hmm. the greatest show on turf. Gentlemen, please remove the hats. Oh my gosh! You're not my pick. Excited? You're not my pick. Third straight. I hate to I ruin what would be a wonderful trip to Kansas City no, next week. He's not but doing give me the Niners! Give me the Niners! I did not see that happening. I Oh my God! This is objective. This give me the Niners. Yes, wow. that's right. Wow, I'm shocked. I am too. This is gonna ruin he, our Wednesday. If, if I, people think that we, oh, you got to go against the Chiefs. No, no we. I, I, I was. I, could I was totally convinced. We and I was so convinced. Brew was gonna pick the Chiefs. That's why we have waited until today for this. Brew obviously had to do all his research. Yeah, but. We the I was so convinced you were going to pick the Chiefs. I was like, well, if you pick them on Monday, a lot of the rest of the sh- the week of shows the is going to feel anticlimactic. My this goodness. is going to be your worst time going against the Chiefs <laughs> because you picked the Bills. The to last beat them. time was pretty bad. No, the Ravens. Well, you that picked was... the Bills to beat them, and that game was close. You picked the Ravens to beat them, and that game, the final score was close, but it didn't feel close. Yep. This game. The final score will not be close, and it will not feel close. Wilds, you know my theory on when to put on a winter coat? Oh, yeah. I don't love this you don't theory, love but this? it is a theory. So it is – I'm a big believer in getting acclimated. I'm a big believer in – so in the, in the winter, I will wait as long oh, yeah, as yeah. possible to put on a coat so then when it's actually really cold, the coat actually provides me some warmth as opposed right. to I was wearing it when it was 40 degrees out. Kansas City – has been getting acclimated to tough postseason opponents, and now they get a breather. Kansas City had to go from Josh Allen to Lamar Jackson, and now they're down 
to Brock Purdy. This would be like if in Mike Tyson's punch-out, you had King Hippo, then you beat Mike Tyson, and then all of a sudden they're like, wait, before you win, Soda Popinski's coming through. You're like, well, that's easy. I just that's beat a Tyson. a video game from 20 years yeah, ago. Yeah, 30 years. Really closer to 30. 40 years ago, but the audience gets it. Kansas City's defense, on the other hand, has just dealt with the Baltimore Ravens defense, the only defense in football that had an argument they were better than the Chiefs this year, and Kansas City found a way to move the football on them. What have the Niners been doing? The Niners have been defensively going up against the Packers. Don't argue with me about it, Wilds. They were a bad defense. And the Lions, who were a bad defense. What have they gone against quarterback-wise? And now they're going up against the best defense in football, Kansas City. Quarterback-wise, Jordan Love, who's a good player, but overachieved at the end of the year, first year in the postseason. And Jared Goff, who's a fine player, and now you are going up against someone who is trying to become the greatest player of all time. And this postseason, despite the Chiefs having the far harder path of opponents, how have they done in those games? How have they looked? If we can show it to you, the Chiefs have controlled all three games, trailing for just 12% of the time. The Niners have lived from behind. And then I will add one last thing on this note. Brock Purdy this year, when the Niners have lost, has played poorly. And we can show it to you. And what you are going to see against a dominant Chiefs defense that led the league in batted passes, which is a big problem for an undersized quarterback that, as Bruce says, does not have a great offensive line in front of him. You're going to see passes batted down. You're going to see Brandon Ayuka raced by Legereus Sneed because if you can erase Justin Jefferson and uh, the best receiver, Tyreek Hill twice, you can erase Brandon Ayuk. George Kittle and his 40 playoff yards per game doesn't scare anybody. And unless Christian McCaffrey pulls off a Terrell Davis in the 97 Super Bowl, this isn't America. This should be an epic, but it won't be. 31 13 Kansas City. And and to be fair, I did not call for a blowout against Baltimore. I called for a six-point game. And against Buffalo, I I said 34-24, and it did 27-24 thanks to a fumble at the goal line. So I have not been calling for blowouts throughout this this postseason. I think this is the weakest opponent Kansas City has played since Miami in round one. Which is interesting because obviously most of the year – they look like the best team until they struggled and then Baltimore waxed them and then Baltimore looked like the best team. Five weeks ago, it would have been like they would have been a heavier favorite. Now, I don't even, like I said, I don't even think they should be favored, but they would have been a heavier favorite. So, I, I, and I expect that defense was bad last week or two weeks ago. But I think they're going to bounce back. They got some pride. So, okay. Are, are we, you are really rolling with the Iowa Mafia yeah. big time. Are, are we moving on, Wilds? Yeah, but I'm going to ask but, one more question. Yeah, but good, because I got something as well. But go the, ahead. the question is this, bro. Wilds is shocked. I am I'm I'm shocked. Nick, both of you guys are shocked. I'm shocked. shocked. You're, like, disappointed. I'm not disappointed. <laughs> well, a few, a few things for the audience. One, the way this show works, to be 100% honest with you, it's a little bit like when you believe in Santa Claus when you're, like, 11 oh. years old. Mm-hmm. You're like... Uh, I kind of have a feeling what's going on here, but I'm going to go along with it. I kind of have an idea of when the banners drop. I kind of, you know, I got, I got a sense of it. Yeah. Right. I had no idea this was coming. Zero. Yeah. The second reason I'm a little bit disappointed <laughs> is because I feel like you know better. 
Yeah. Oh. I do. In your decades we will find of out. journalism, there's a certain tenant that belongs right up there next to the phrase that I coined, defense wins championships. Yeah. And that's don't bet against greatness. And however good you think Brock Purdy is, we know that there is one guy who is undebatably great. And to pick against him, great. yes, in the Super Bowl seems like it goes against years See, and what, decades you, he, of this experience. Is before. This LeBron is, he is objectively lost, he great, lost to and he's Tom lost Brady. six times. He but lost to Tom Brady, saying. Okay. LeBron is lost, I, I did and he not, lost to Nick I Foles. didn't have Brew. Please don't dusty the board. I, I didn't know. <laughs> oh, Here's the problem with oh. you surprising me, Brew. I don't, because we already had to eliminate I'm you. A, I figured I'm already on the board. Yeah. How can I get on the board? But again? I remember when I put that on there and I told you you could pick, do you want that one or Cowboy <laughs> Brew? Well, Cowboy <laughs> Brew was still in my drawer. And it's the only way to manage to put you on the board. So I'm going to have to find a spot for you We're right here. We'll put you right next Dapper Brew and Cowboy Brew, and you could be double eliminated. I, I didn't want to do it, and I'm sorry to put Cowboy. I know you don't love the picture. I I, I didn't see that one coming. What a I Monday. Say. What a Monday I we're going to have. Oh, I'm glad I shocked you We're oh, going to have red balloons for somebody. Uh, all right, moving Monday. on. Mahomes favored to win his third MVP. His performance in past Super Bowls, ring number one. 62% completion percentage, two touchdowns, two INTs, comeback victory over Jimmy G. Appearance number two, Brady and the Bucks ran for his life. Then last year, three touchdowns, but under 200 yards, won his second MVP. Uh, so, Nick, two wins, but still feels like there's more there. You can really yeah. see that have a full Mahomes experience. Mm -hmm. Are you expecting a Mahomes masterpiece? Yes. Underrated game of last year when he won league MVP, maybe his best game of the year, was against this San Francisco defense, yeah. which while it didn't have Chase Young, who cares? It did have Hafanga, who's outstanding. And I understand they've changed out defensive linemen, but it's still right the main now, yeah, core right. of the defense. And I would argue they had an even better, and I like Wilkes, but an even better defensive coordinator with D'Amico. And all Mahomes did was the Chiefs scored 44. He threw for 420 yards. He had a 130 rating. And... Yeah. As you alluded to, we can show you Mahomes' postseason career ranks, and he is, of course, first in everything. Mm -hmm. But there is one thing missing. So if you show him his touchdown-interception ratio and passer rating by round, what sticks out is the Super Bowls are not like the others. Now, he was named the most valuable player of two of them, but the numbers aren't quite there. And in a game where he can stand alone and third all-time postseason victories, just one win, if we can show that, behind Joe Montana for his career if he wins this weekend, there is an element of Mahomes painting his masterpiece within the year he was most <coughs> doubted, with the worst weapons, with the most adversity, going having his first ever great start to finish Super Bowl, and we are in Friday before the Super Bowl brew, and we have not mentioned this stat once, which is, where is this game in a dome? So Patrick Mahomes, as it turns out, has never lost in a dome. Mm. And in fact, 330 yards averages a 13-to-1 touchdown-to-interception ratio. If the conditions are perfect, so is he. So for all of those reasons, and because of what's at stake, 
locking in the dynasty, the first back-to-back in 20 years, having it simply be him and Brady for the rest of time, I think Mahomes is going to play the best game he has played all year and the best Super Bowl he's ever played. Because yeah, he's had few masterpieces, if any, this year. Now, you could say some of these playoff games he was great, but, you know, he didn't throw for his typical numbers and stuff like that. Obviously, I'm saying no, because if he has a masterpiece, You're in trouble. I'm going to be wrong. Um, I think that Nick Bosa, he needs a big game, and I think he'll have one. He's going to be going against Jerron Taylor. And I think he's going to be able to – he's only got – they only got two – well, hopefully he'll be called for those holes if he does it. And then I think Hargrave too, Javon Hargrave, I don't know if Tooney is playing. We he's don't know probably yet. probably not. Right. So I thought the backup had a little bit of trouble against, against uh, Baltimore on some run plays where he didn't clear out. And so I think Hargrave could have a big game against the backup center. They got to get pressure on Mahomes. Yeah, they got to. Yeah, my bad. They got to get pressure on the on the uh, on Mahomes. And uh, no, I don't. I don't think he's gonna have a huge game. Like you saw, he has yet to have. He's been great in the Super Bowls as far as winning MVPs and comebacks. But he hasn't had a typical monster stat yet, yes, in the Super Bowl. All right, check in on Brock, who led the league in passer rating, of course, and has had a few comebacks of late. I know you think that was a bad stat. I actually thought that was actually pretty good. What? That they've been trailing so much in the playoffs. Okay. I thought that was a yeah, kind I think of it's a better to have the play mojo. poorly That's play what I'm well. about. Yeah, a little bit of momentum. So can I just ask you a real quick question on yeah. that? If they had led every minute of every game, you think that would be bad? No, but I think you would say that, that he hadn't faced adversity. But, All right. Okay. All right. Um, here's the best games against – oh, no, I'm sorry. Here's Brock first. Take a listen. That's the nature of it. Um, you're in the NFL. Everybody's going to be watching you. You're in a, you're in a spotlight. Um, people are going to – you know, obviously, want to see you success, have success, and some people are going to want to see your downfall. Like that's just the nature of it. And so, um, honestly, it makes it entertaining. It makes it sort of fun. Um, do I get wrapped up in it? No, but obviously, you know, you hear things every so often, and and uh, I think at the end of the day, after all this is said and done, it'll be something sort of fun for everybody to look back at. Okay, so here are the best games against the Chiefs defense. And I don't know if you're calling any of these necessarily an A. Maybe some solid B pluses there. It's Goff, Cousins. What could have been, huh? And uh, Jordan Love. Everybody else Three games. passing under 200 yards, 16 touchdowns, 15 turnovers with a passer rating around 78. And shout out Kirk Cousins, who tore his Achilles, stayed quiet about it, and then danced on stage yesterday at the ESPYs, <laughs> which was pretty, maybe the most impressive thing and I've seen NFL, from an Achilles honors. patient. And his yesterday. was a lot yeah, later. Yeah, this is pretty good, but go ahead, sorry. <laughs> uh, Brew, you had a hole in one, though? Mm. Uh, Brew, are you expecting an A game out of Brock? They need an A game out of Brock, Yes. I think so. I, I'm not saying this is the least I, base. A plus. The base on no, that. I'm is. not saying an A plus game. You are shook. A plus. Oh, no, I'm not shook. Drew has buyer's remorse. No, 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 no. I just told you printed. how. I told you how he handles the blitz. I'm just saying. I told you how he handles the blitz. I told you how they handle man coverage. Oh my gosh. All right, and also Spags. Gives quarterbacks fits uh-huh. with his disguises. Yeah. Purdy is one of the quickest – that's one of his strengths. Quick processor. 
All right, so I think no, he no, will I be agree. able to recognize okay. when they disguise and then switch out of it after the snap. Sure. He will recognize that and go to the right man. So I'm expecting, expecting a clean game, maybe one turnover at the max, mm-hmm. and clean game otherwise. Okay. And Wait. maybe not 300 yards, but multiple touchdowns. Did you yes. say one turnover but a clean game? No, I said besides that. Besides maybe one turnover. I know one turnover is not you clean. Sound like a B game. Maybe yeah, one. That's like a B game. No, look, two touchdowns, a if turnover, he wins and is it horrible? Okay. I mean, they can't win without him being horrible. But if he wins and plays a, fairly a well, game, that's a game. Get to no, I'm, I'm saying he's gonna get in playing a game. Okay, so this I'm is telling. okay. All this, right. Sometimes Bruce <laughs> says things, and I say, man, you 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 went first, and you said exactly what I was gonna say. This is one of those times where it's not exactly that. But it might as well have been because my first thing I had jotted down was, well, is he going to be graded on a real scale or some weird Brock Purdy curve? And it sounds like what Brew is saying is if he wins and doesn't have a total disaster, he gets an A, which is not how we've done grades on this show. (laughs) Right, I understand, but that's that's not what we're asking here. So here's the thing. It's a 0% chance he has an A game. It's not 0% the Niners win, but the Niners, coaches, fans, players, media, everyone knows that if they are going to win, it's going to be because of this guy on the on the board and not this guy. It is going to be because Christian McCaffrey has a monster game. And so here's the deal. We have not seen Brock Purdy against this Chiefs defense except for very limited last year and when they were blowing out the Niners and he came in and threw a pick, but it didn't matter. He was one of some of his first action. But we so the Chiefs finished number two in yards, number two in points. Number one in yards was Cleveland, two Kansas City. Number one in points was Baltimore, two Kansas City. How did Brock Purdy look against Cleveland and Baltimore? Now we can show it to you. Now I understand against Cleveland there was a light mist, so and they, you don't have to deal with that. Uh, it was a in, thunderstorm. Okay, well against Baltimore is perfect <laughs> conditions, and he threw four interceptions. And that was a game that even Brew, I think, after the game was like, okay, fine, he's not the league MVP. Yeah. And since then he's yet to. Play a great game start to finish. Not a single one. The next one. game was, was He was fine. Good, right? And then in the playoffs, he has been 20. bad and then good. Bad and then good. And so, no. Against this, what is, people think Monday is going to be a coronation, if you believe the Chiefs are going to win, a coronation of Mahomes. And sure, maybe. But you know the other thing that's going to happen Monday, and this is one of those things, Wilds, when you're going to have to remind me, Nick, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. You're not supposed mm-hmm. to be angry. You know what's going to be on a lot of television Monday morning and afternoon? Wow. That Chiefs defense. Who knew? When the answer was, anyone paying attention. And so this Chiefs <laughs> defense with Steve Spagnuolo, who by Wilds count is about to join Chuck Knoll, four-time Super Bowl champion, because the coordinating rings count the same as the head coaching rings, <laughs> a, a Hall of Famer, uh, is going to put Purdy in the blender for three and a half hours on Sunday. Okay. I'm just going to be humble and wait. It's a, it's a great humble pick, by It's and great for wait. the show. If we knew this, we would have done it on Monday and had a lot more content. <laughs> <laughs> you really? You thought I was thinking? Yes. This? Yeah. Uh, you were probably dragging it out. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Quick math. 
The less your business spends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. Obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So, to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite. And you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Now through April 15th, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. NetSuite.com slash FTF. Time now for a Kansas City segment where we run through several concerns for the defending Super Bowl champions. My pitch for this was Kansas City problem acute. Didn't like, hit. Like barbecue? Yeah, but problems. Okay. <laughs> I was outvoted. So he went with chief concern. First up, Christian McCaffrey. One offensive player of the year and hasn't slowed down in the playoffs. Averaging around 125 total yards, give or take. Two touchdowns per game. Nick, we'll start with you. Is CMC a chief concern? No, he's actually the only concern. That's it's not. He's not a chief yes. concern. The, he is the, the chief okay. concern, the only concern. Chief concern would imply that you have a long list, and he's chief. He is the only. Uh, listen, their path is, as I mentioned earlier, Terrell Davis in the 97 Super Bowl, 150-some yards, 30 carries, three touchdowns. Uh, the Chiefs have, listen, Unlike, you know, in the lead up to Chiefs Bills where it's like, well, let's spend half the time talking about a couple defensive players that are missing. Believe it or not, the Chiefs are missing two starting defensive linemen. It hasn't been mentioned because it's football and you're supposed to be able to deal with it. But with Charles Amenahu out on the right defensive end spot and then also Derek Nadi, their nose tackle out. My fear, Greg, for this game would be Christian McCaffrey behind Trent Williams again and again and again. So yes, he is to me the biggest concern. Yeah, he's he's a chief concern. When you look at what this offense is based upon, it's based upon establishing the run mm -hmm. and then getting the ball out of Brock Purdy's hands quickly. When you listen to why he struggled in early playoff games against the Green Bay Packers, he was pressing, he was a little nervous. Well, to eliminate those nerves or to lessen those nerves early in the game, you got to believe he's going to be a large part of what they do as far as getting the ball out of uh, Brock Purdy's hands, he and obviously the other cast of guys. Absolutely. There's no doubt. I don't see 30 carries. I mean, they don't really do that. Yeah, that's but a lot. Yeah, he'll, but if he's running well, that'll open up other things. If he obviously has 30, the, the Niners play. will win. Well, yeah, no, true. I mean, I, I see if, if he's 20, low 20s, but then obviously they're getting the ball to him, you know, passing to him as well. But he need, he need they need him to have a huge game, no doubt. So, yeah, okay. he's a big concern. All right. Next up, and they've gotten better of late, but Kansas City did lead the league in drops this season. In fact, it was the worst rate in three years. Basically, three years ago, that one there. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, out of the last three years, the Chiefs would still lead the league in drops. Uh -huh. so it's, yeah. 
apropos, mm -hmm. uh, are drops a chief concern, especially if my guy Kadiris Tony gets some run? Uh, no, we fixed it. Mahomes is throwing undroppable balls. Undroppable? Undroppable. So, oh, Tony. So, how about this? He's targeted Kelsey these playoffs 27 times. Kelsey had three drops in the Miami yep. game. Mm -hmm. And so 26 of the 27 times he's targeted Kelsey have been right on target. One overthrow in the end zone. The last two rounds, how has Mahomes done targeting his top two guys? Well, he's thrown them 30 balls. How many have they caught? Oh, wait, 28. Pretty good. So it, those are guys are going to get the vast majority of targets. And then while you showed an MVS highlight that was from so long ago, it might as well have been in standard definition. Just a couple of weeks ago, MVS had the catch of the postseason yep. to seal the Ravens game. So no, that's old news. Okay. So no, they're not a Yeah, I'm with concern. you on this. No. Really? It's not a, no, it's My not. When Sorry you, for you. You can go back sure to the hurt. Buffalo Bills game when MVS was in the slot and he had the inside fade and everybody was like, oh my goodness, they, they're going to MVS. Well, yes. This is what Patrick Mahomes was trying to tell us all season long. I'm going to continue to go with, go to these guys, and they're going to come through. They have delivered in the postseason, so no, it is not a chief concern. It is absolutely a chief concern. That's right. When Giannis Antetokounmpo hit, what, 17 of 19 free throws in the NBA Finals game? Yeah. Were free throws no longer a concern of his? No, MBS drops balls. I mean, that's just through his career. Now, he still made some great plays, too, but he drops passes. McCall makes mistakes. Yeah, it's a concern. That is correct. Wilds is starting to come my I'm way. I'm for the Chiefs, but you're just spitting facts. The guys that you guys are worried about, they're not going to get targets, guys. They don't get. It's going to be. It's going to be Noah Gray, target. Justin Watson, a couple MVS deep balls, and 25 targets to Kelsey Rice and Pacheco. I'm telling you right now. I know, but if I was the 49ers. What? You would bribe them to put Tony on the field? What are you going to do? I would, I would, I, if Kelsey's unguardable, Rice is not unguardable. No, Next up, not. San Francisco's potent weapons, Kittle and Debo, including the playoffs. These guys have very similar statistics, 100 targets even. Look at Brock Purdy. Wow. What a guy. Well, Just he, like he spreads the well. Yeah, it's like, you know, candy if you have a lot of kids. Like, everyone gets the same <laughs> amount. Switch up uh, more more of a cheap concern. Mm -hmm. More. Kittle or Debo? Debo on questionable. Listen, I think they're going to have Sneed, Shadow Ayuk, and take him out of the game. George Kittle, for as great as he is, he's, he's 40 yards per game in his postseason career. He has as many career playoff touchdowns as Travis Kelsey had two weeks ago against Buffalo. So it, it, Debo is... The, to me, the X factor of this game. He's almost too good of a player to call him the X factor. But yes, I think Debo Debo's a legitimate concern because at, whenever he gets the ball in his hands, it feels like he's going to break the first tackle and then you got to mm -hmm. get him down the second one. So for me, it's far and away Debo. Yeah, I'm with you again, Debo Samuel. And, and when you look at Christian McCaffrey, basically what you're doing is looking at Debo Samuel because they're interchangeable at times. And you right. talk about who's going to cover him, that would be Trent McDuffie. If he, because he primarily plays in the slot, but when you decide to move a guy like that and you have the capability to move him in the backfield, who's, what are you doing? Get Nick who's Bolton on him. You, you don't. You, it's a mismatch automatically. And again, you're gonna want to get the ball out of Brock Purdy's hands and allow these guys opportunities to make plays with the ball in their hands sooner rather than later. He's the chief concern. I think you guys are underestimating Kittle a little bit. Most of those playoff games, his quarterback's been Jimmy G, who, as good as he was, he wasn't Brock Purdy. Yeah, Bobby right. betrayed him, too. All right, just for the record, yeah. half of his playoff games have been with Brock Purdy. 
was five. That's four, really. Well, I mean, okay, the, the one sure. that got hurt. Yeah. Um, but Debo, I'm with you on Debo because he can line up anywhere. They might hand the ball off to him, you know. So, and of course, how dangerous he is after the catch. Debo. So but how Kittle, you underestimated Kittle. I, I just, think, no, I'm just, just saying, y'all, y'all Nick wrote Kittle off like 40 yards. Let's just see what his career is. Career. I don't know yeah. what, I don't know. I think he's dangerous. Say, I'm he's worried about the stuff. Fact. Isn't he doing other stuff on the field? He's not just Yeah, listen, nobody yards. opens up a four yard run like George Kittle. Give me a break. <laughs> Give me a break. It is a fact. Give me a break. It's a fact. He's a very good player and I like him. But this idea that he had so much in the blocking game that there's a real argument about Kittle versus Kelsey is nonsense. He would have to be Trent Williams in the blocking game to make up the gap in the receiving game. Give me a break. <laughs> Finally, ring the alarm. This story seems like it pops up every year, but this time seemingly with a little more complaining. Yeah, like a, the fields. A fire alarm went off at the 49ers uh, team hotel at 6 a.m. That can't be right, Wilds. 6 a.m. They would have already been up by then. Which in Vegas called a late night. <laughs> Our biggest distractions, and I'd consider a fire alarm the most oh, tame, a chief concern. These whiny babies. Oh. This I was from the ESPN article. They said it went off at 6:03 a.m. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey says conspiracy was on purpose. Bosa immediately hit up the D lineman group chat. Group chat, and they also, by the way, talked about how they remain unhappy about the field conditions, and now this has only compounded it. Then, in the athletic story, we get this, Jim. I have to read it to you. Safety to Sean Gibson, who said he'd never seen so many sleepy faces in the morning as he did Thursday, <laughs> when as far as saying the disruption made practice later that day a little more difficult. Next, practice seemed a little harder. Our bodies were a little tired, but I think we'll get caught up on our sleep today. Wait till we hear the post-game quotes about we couldn't even listen to Kyle at the halftime locker room. Our crew was so damn loud. This whole thing's been ridiculous. These whiny, whiny babies. 6.03 a.m., be up. Super Bowl week. Well, get to work. Wilds gets up at 6 a.m. Yeah, to go to the No Excuses Power Play and do push But just for the record, Greg, they, they're not working nine to five jobs. They have to be at peak performance at the 6 The article so said Kittle's alarm was for 610. Oh, God, and this went off at 603. And we're like, oh my God. Greg, heavens to Betsy. It's not a chief concern, but it is unsettling because it's something Thank you. like for this week. Being that it is Super Bowl week, being that you are going to be in a hotel, not your normal environment for the week, you try to keep things as consistent as possible. So anything that disrupts that, it matters. And although, as you point out, like all the, they're crying about it. If this were the Chiefs, you would be on the this other happened, side of No, this happened to the Chiefs in a playoff game before the Patriots eight years ago, and nobody remembers because who cares? This is – I'm with Greg. Go ahead. It, 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 is, it is a concern simply because it's something that's disrupting what normal looks like. If it however, in the morning. However, at the end of the day – these guys know they got to just go out there and play the game. Wow. So, and I, it's a chief concern, and I'm going to give you credit for this. I've learned the power of the bulletin board from you this year. And they got more than bulletin board perceived slights. Oh, interesting. All right? They are practicing on a field that's as soft as pillows. All right? They are. They did have this fire alarm go off and all that. They, they've watched TV and seen everybody except Brew pick everybody. The I Niners are the favorite. I, I don't know how because I saw I didn't see one pundit today 
picked the Niners, except me. True. All right, they see that. They feel slighted. Bulletin board, you know it as well as anybody. It's a chief concern. Pretty good, bro. Now you're back. You're on a little bit of a roll. Miles, come on over. <laughs> Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Lamar, as expected, takes home his second MVP. 49 out of 50 votes, Greg. Uh, Here's how the voting went down. Lamar, number one, Dak with the silver. Christian McCaffrey with the bronze. And Purdy, Josh Allen, who came in fifth, but he did get one first place vote, then Tyreek, and then Mahomes. So do you have an issue, Greg, with Lamar not being unanimous or Allen getting one first place vote. No, I don't have an issue at all, and neither do, does Lamar. Like, he won the MVP. Like, at the end of the day, when you win an award as prestigious as most valuable player of the National Football League, I don't care if you just won it by the a strand of hair. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that you are able to be announced as the most valuable player, that says it all right there. So, for me, these guys played great games this year. Josh Allen, we know the numbers that he put up, the hole that he had to dig his team out of, and they did something sp- – they did at least enough – they, yeah, they got they, to, they got to their Super Bowl. <laughs> they got to their Super Bowl and they lost the Ravens. Field but I don't yeah. think it, it's it's not a it's not it's not something that I don't I think Lamar is going to look at and be like, man, I should have been unanimous. No, but but it would have been he would have become the first player ever to win two unanimous Super Bowl or MVPs. Brady's the other, so it's only two of them that have. It would have been nice, but I, I agree with what you said. I think he definitely should have won it. But I don't think it should have been unanimous. You, you could justify giving Dak some votes or one or, one or two of the 49ers. I don't think Josh should have been the only other guy to get a vote. I will say that. He finished fifth. You would think that means he finished second if he got one vote. But, um, but no, I think because of the numbers, you know, that yep. unanimous, it, it, didn't, it shouldn't have been unanimous. But yep. he definitely should have won. So my takeaway was from a different part of the evening. And by that, I mean the entire part of the evening. Because then this morning, after all the awards were announced, we got all the votes. And can we show the teams that had players or coaches get a first or second place vote? What you're going to see is These it's all the great teams in the league. Niners, Rams, Lions, Ravens, Cowboys, Dolphins. Those all had multiple. All You go up and down. How many teams are there? 18 playoff teams who nobody involved in the team. Coach. Rookie, defense, offense, got a first or second place vote. The Chiefs and the Packers, who were 9-8 and eight and kind of surprised some people. So, Dusty, if you will, the board oh just gosh, quickly. I, I, listen, you guys, so you guys, you guys questioned oh why I put this on there. You questioned why I put this on there. I take these awards very seriously. We're about to have someone on the show who I thought was going to win Offensive Player of the Year, Bijan Robinson. The fact that the Chiefs are playing in the Super Bowl – and 12 coaches got coach of the year first, second, third, and Andy Reid didn't get a single one, hadn't won it in 22 years. Josh Allen gets first place MVP vote. Can't even throw Rasheed Rice a second place rookie of the year vote. Okay. All right. It was noted. Mahomes got two third place votes, yeah. two fourths, and two fifths. Yeah. Zero first or second place votes is what that graphic said, sir. 
Bijan, next. Bijan agrees with me. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Welcome back to an electric show. Joining us now on behalf of a partnership with C4 Energy is one of the most electric players in the entire league. It's Bijan Robinson. Bijan, thanks for joining us. I'm going to start off with a double question. First part, tell us about your partnership with C4. Second part, give us your bold Super Bowl prediction. Yes, sir. So with my partnership with C4, you know, we've been a great partner for, for a long time. And as you can see here, we got the, in my, my opinion, the best drink. Um, and it's the most flavorful drink. But, you know, it's a, it's a very good partnership. You know, just the performance energy for, for all the athletes, you know, that, that love to use it. And not just for athletes, but for people that, you know, are, are in working life and that just are in the day-to-day life, you know, this is a, a great pick-me-up to, to have. So, you know, I love I love being here with C4 and I love just, just partnering with them for, for not just me, but for everybody. And then for my Super Bowl pick, I'm going to have to go with the Chiefs. Oh, there we 27 go. 27 to 20. I'm going to say 27 to 20. 20. Mm. Smart man. I yeah, mean, the, that's, that's, that's my pick. You're giving the Niners maybe a little more credit than I would, but that's a good pick. Uh, so I got whenever, okay. whenever uh, we have the opportunity to talk to someone who was, yeah. you know, a high school record breaker, somebody who was a standout athlete from a very young age, I'm always curious. What was the first time, how old were you and do you remember the moment, the first time someone, an adult, said to you, I think you can be a professional athlete. I think this can be what you do for a living. Yeah, so my, uh, my sophomore year of high school, it was like kind of towards the end of the season when, when playoffs were about to start. And, you know, one of, one of the scouts, he, he would, from a college scout was telling me, he was saying like, Hey man, I, I don't know if, if you want to do, do this for a long time, but he was saying like this, this could be something that you can dominate for for such a very long time, just off of your playing style, like off of how you run the ball, how you catch the ball, how you do a lot of different things, and you know he was saying like I'm I'm a physical runner, but like how I run the ball, I can be in the NFL for a long time. Um, so it was it was definitely a cool moment hearing that. And just just as a sophomore in high school, you know that that always makes you happy. But you really don't know what what God really has for you until until it happens. So, you know, now that now that I'm here, I'm like, man. I mean, he he, he kind of he was kind of right uh, <laughs> from from the beginning. So it was it was kind of it was pretty cool. Bijan, you, you had nearly 1,500 yards. You had eight touchdowns, and yet I think a lot of people were thought, hey. Maybe could have even done more. How did your rookie year stack up to your own expectations going into it? Yeah, well, well, for me, you know, my, my expectations are are high, and you know, I, I when I when I look at expectations, I always always shoot for the stars and you know try to get those two thousand yards and and you know achieve accomplishments like that. Uh, but I think for my rookie year, like you know, I, I had a fun year, man. I mean, it, it was definitely a blessing, like. What God has done for me in, in my first rookie year, and just for me to to learn and to you know go through ups, go through downs. You know there was some adversity, um, 
that I had to overcome throughout the season. And, you know, for me, just, you know, being a rookie in this league and, and trying to find my feet and find my way, like it was something that I that I really took pride in. But, you know, I, I think everything happens for a reason. And, and, you know, obviously, you know, I would always want to achieve more for my team and for my teammates. Um, but I knew what for, for what was to come my first year, you know, I was, I was pretty happy with it. Bijan, you mentioned your ability to run and catch the ball. Um, when you watch the Super Bowl, obviously Christian McCaffrey is great at doing both. Is that somebody yeah. you could see yourself being used like, you know, throughout your career? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I love how they, you know, put in a package and put in different packages to, to get him in open space so he can, you know, use his God-given talents as well. And for me, like, I want to be in that same in that same category, in that same talk, you know, I really, I started talking to Christian um, during the middle of the season. And, you know, he just started giving me a lot of pointers on how to take care of my body, how to do a lot of different things. Um, and, you know, with him, you know, I, I look up to that dude so much and he, he, he'll check on me throughout the season to see if everything's going good. Uh, but yeah, that, that's, that's kind of somebody who I want to, you know, inspire my game after and, and, you know, get on to the things that he's been doing. Beginning of the year, there was a lot of talk about the undervaluing the running backs and guys not being able to get the contracts that they deserve. This year, though, I mean, McCaffrey obviously is a huge, you know, impact on the Niners. Isaiah Pacheco, the Baltimore Ravens run game. James Cook, like, you, I mean, the value of the running back was clear throughout the whole season and the playoffs. Do you think that that could change some of the perception, or have you talked to other running backs about this? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it'll really change, um, especially this year. Like, you know, it was really good that, that Christian won Offensive Player of the Year just to show, you know, what, what the value of the running back still, still holds. And, you know, for me, I think, I mean, you have to have a, a, a good running back, a great running back on your team to want to be successful, uh, clearly. And, you know, for, for me being one of the, you know, one of those guys on, on a team that, you know, is aspiring to, to be at the Super Bowl and to be at this point, you know, one day, um, you know, it's something that's, re you know, really important for an offense and really important for a team. So, yeah, I think, I think the, the, the position is starting to, you know, find its value again. Um, and I mean, it's a, even if it's a slow process, it's, it's starting to find it. So I, I really appreciate what all the guys did. Uh, in the off season, but you know it was good to see it during during the season too. All right, Bijan, thank you for your time. Have a great week. Have a great sophomore yes, season, and again, great pick. Chiefs twenty-seven to twenty. Broussard. Broussard's got the forty. <laughs> thank, yes, thank you, Thank you, thank you, Bijan. Yeah, thank, yeah, thank you, guys. We'll see you guys. Yep. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Live from New York, oh, it's the so show good. that just learned that Brew has picked the San Francisco 49ers Wow! as the winner of Super Bowl 50. And that shocked. video was so good, I'm thinking about changing my pick. <laughs> I got nervous. <laughs> I got that much study. It's the second hour of First Things First. Today, why the 49ers are still on upset alert. I'm not moving, but it was a little nerve-wracking seeing the video. Meanwhile, this Patrick Mahomes or Kyle Shanahan pumpkin alert. 
have the most to lose. But right now, Chiefs still two and a half point underdogs. Quick history lesson. Underdogs against the Ravens and the Bills. And they won them both. Andy Reid says he's okay with it. Take a listen. I understand why we're the underdog. I get that. We had some ups and downs during the season. Um, I never feel like an underdog. Okay. Same with Mahomes. Are the 49ers officially on upset alert, Greg? Of and, course. And your pick. We need both. Oh, yeah. We need your pick. Right and now? Give yeah. us your well, pick. Well, it's up yeah. to you. I don't get to wait till like 4 0. Oh, oh, no. That's fine. You, oh, yeah. you got just, you I have need a video? In this segment. You we can need lead both. into it. <clears throat> Like, but yeah, the, the 49ers are definitely on upset alert. Look, what the Kansas City Chiefs do very, very well, and we all see it. They come out the gate, and they're going to get points. What the 49ers defense has not done very well mm. is stop teams from coming out the gate and getting points. Why is that? I don't know, Wilds. I, I, I don't know. In like, this game, yeah. they better they better figure they better, it out. Right. Because if you start if you start getting behind with this quarterback and this team, it with the defense that they have now, it's just it's tough sledding. We saw that with Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. It's just hard it's a hard feat to ask a team in Brock Purdy in this offense, I don't care how many weapons you have, to allow Patrick Mahomes to be out front with the lead and then you try to play catch up. So for me, this they are definitely on upset alert. Will they get upset? That's a different conversation. Oh. Well, can oh, we have it? Who do you got? <laughs> it's 403. Okay. 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 Obviously, I've got the Niners 28-24. So it's your fourth straight week in the playoffs saying there'll be no, no upsets. No upsets. This yeah. time, I'll be right. <laughs> okay. <all> right? <laughs> but, look, they can't come out like you said. I mean, if, if the Chiefs march right down the field, let's say they get the ball first, they march right down the field and score or they stop the Niners, then march right down the field. Because if they get behind too much, then you just become – you got to throw the ball all the time. And you mm-hmm. become one-dimensional. So, I think I'm – the defense Niners we know has been better. They really haven't played great since Christmas or mid-December, whatever you want to say. But it's there. The capability is there. And they got to have some pride after what happened in these playoffs, particularly the last game against Detroit. And so, I'm expecting them to have a bounce back defensive game, and then I think offensively that Purdy is very good against the Blitz. The the Niners themselves are very good against man-to-man coverage, which the Chiefs like to do, and obviously they've got a great run game, and I think that's the weakest part of the Chiefs' defense. So that's the formula to me for winning. Of course, they're on upset alert. I mean, the the Chiefs, I think, should be favored. So they they could lose, but I'm going with the Niners. Well, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, but I want to. I want to hear the. You, you've been studying the all twenty-two. We didn't do a whole sizzle reel well, for it, but I was, know you've been he studying. Was hogging the room. <laughs> oh, oh, so I had to watch a lot of it. On you haven't my phone. seen anything. Yeah. I've been grinding. I, also, I didn't need to grind because I picked the Chiefs in September. Yeah. I, when your kids were in a, right a swimming pool, right. I was picking the Chiefs. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the problem. If I was the 49ers. Because the answer is the spoiler. The answer to both of these questions is going to be the Chiefs. Who's Mike more likely to play the boring game that gets the W? The Chiefs. Right. Right. Chiefs. Who's more likely to play the super weird game where running backs are catching passes and there's or throwing passes mm-hmm. and there's laterals and there's strange things going on? Also the Chiefs. 
So the fact that they can win boring and exciting, I don't think Kyle Shanahan has any plan for that because you have to plan for the whole spectrum of boring to weird. And then the other thing, as I've said this before, when the 49ers are up 10 points, Kyle Shanahan is going to get nervous. He's been in two Super Bowls. He's been up 10 points twice. I'm sorry, Dust. It's the truth. Trick-or-treat is pumpkin time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If he's down a touchdown going into the fourth quarter, Kyle Shanahan will be nervous because he's 1-31, yeah. down a touchdown, headed into the fourth. So the fact that the Chiefs can play any way from boring to uh, exciting, and Kyle Shanahan is going to be nervous if he's winning and nervous if he's losing, is a recipe for disaster. 24-17, Kansas City. And the Chiefs are better. Well, that's true, they're, too. They're, so, and matchup-wise, Legereus needs the best cover corner in football. He is going to erase Brandon Ayuk. Brew, what is your biggest concern about the Niners' offense? What has it been all year? What offensive line? The right, particularly right side, the right, right side, side of their offensive Outside line. Of Hello, Chris Jones, yeah. maybe playing his last game as a Chief, who has, I think, a lock Hall of Fame spot if they win this game. If you are the best defensive player on a dynasty, the only all-pro connective tissue of the dynasty, you're in. The last time he had something on the line was a million bucks in a Week 18 game against the Chargers. He set his career high for pressures in that game, even though no other Chiefs were playing. You have the, you have the Steve Wilkes defense that wants to go wide nine. Okay, Isaiah Pacheco will take advantage of that, and the Chiefs have shown they will. You have a, a Niners defensive ends that are susceptible to what? Jet sweeps and screen games. Who is the best in the history of football at designing those? Andy Reid. And There's oh yeah, time? But no, Nicole Hardman maybe. <laughs> Let's and oh so. yeah, by the way, you have perfect conditions, which while it's good for Brock Purdy because he melts in the rain, Mahomes has, much like LeVar Ball, never lost. Oh. Except this one, it's real in a dome. And then, and I did this for you, Greg, even though I don't know who you're picking yet. Brock Purdy this postseason. I know he has had a couple nice moments, but the overall production against bad defenses, can we show it, please? This is one of my favorites. Stole this from Coward, but he stole a lot from me this week, so I don't care. (laughs) Do we agree those are basically identical numbers? We do. Brock Birdie this postseason. Since I said I did it for Greg, it's a little Easter egg on who that is. Who is that? Danny Dimes last postseason. (laughs) He was rolling. Oops. Was he? Yeah. Well, he did, Danny has, but but you you do have <laughs> what, to give Purdy more credit for the comebacks. Yeah, that's, that's what you've fine. been waiting all year to that, see. Yeah, well, yeah. And he showed that, some that, That's fine. And I don't know. I, I don't want to interrupt you, Nick. No, but I'm done. I think Shanahan gets more nervous if they're uh, up 10. Now, not saying he's counting on a comeback, but he's seen it the last two weeks. If they're down seven going into the fourth, I think now he actually believes – we can okay. actually win this well, game now. If they're up 10, that's when he's – I'm not saying he's panicked, but that's when he's melted he's down. And if he loses another it. game up 10 in the fourth quarter, well, I mean, that's well, Mahomes has had a second-half lead in 15 playoff games, and he's 14-1 and one in them. So I would not, I, I would not assume that that's going to uh, – that would be a bad strategy for Kyle. Who do you have? All right, so I already gave my apology to Chiefs Kingdom earlier this week, and I, I do owe another apology uh, to Brock Purdy, man, uh, because championship week, you, you came with it. Right. And you showed me that you are a difference maker at the quarterback Uh-oh. position. Wow. With that being said, Uh-oh. I apologize to Chief Kingdom for a reason. I'm not picking against Patrick Mahomes. There we go, Craig. I'm Sorry. going with the Chiefs. You know. Well done. You, know. that, you, you, you tricked me for a moment, but well done. Do you have a score, Greg? Uh, yes, I do have a score. 
35. Wow. Yes, Chiefs, 35. 17. Wow. Oh, you got a yeah, that's we a both have a similar margin. I had 31-13. No one thinks that the Chiefs are going to score a lot of points. Yeah, this will be the week. God, what a great story it would be. Nick oh, Pets. boy. Time to make some money. We didn't do this last week because it wasn't games, but just so you know, I picked the Pro Bowl right, too. Should count on the record. That's 2-0 last week. Two easy underdog wins. Uh, the Lions covered me even though they blew the game. So, we going into the Super Bowl, we knew we needed to get the Super Bowl right in order to be above 500 in the postseason. But before that, some props for you. Four quick props. Brock Purdy to throw at least one pick. You only have to lay minus 140. There are going to be batted balls galore. Brock Purdy barely being able to see over the line of scrimmage. Chris that. Jones, Giants. What say he is? That's why he is Drew Brees' son-in-law. According to Brew. I mean, because an inch tall. What? Chiefs Drew don't really generate turnovers. Uh, but the Chiefs lead the lead. They do in bat tip a lot of balls. Passes, they actually, do, sir. They do lead and the lead. And you know what? Tips and overthrows got to have those. That's what we always said in the defensive backs meeting. His next prop. Mahomes over 26 and a half rushing yards. This I like the only way it doesn't come through is if like the last the last time the Chiefs played the Niners in the Super Bowl, he hit the over by 12 yards and then took 14 yards of kneel downs because they had to be funny kneel downs, wasting time, and it went under. He's going to run all over this Niners defense. All of a sudden, you'll be like, how can Fred Warner not catch him? Because Mahomes is just a little faster than whoever's chasing him. Next, Brandon Ayuk. Erased by Legereus Sneed, under 62 and a half receiving yards. And then the one fun long shot at nine and a half to one. Tight end two. Noah Gray to score a touchdown. I like that too. The Chiefs love that 13 personnel, yeah, three tight end set. Noah Gray will leave this game with half as many career postseason touchdowns as George Kittle has. There's <laughs> and then of course the pick for the game. For the third straight week, you are giving me the best quarterback to ever live and points. The Chiefs getting points. Two and a half point underdogs. They've been underdogs for the last five playoff games, and they have, let me check, won all of them. There's Nick's picks for the week. That's Resounding solid. success. I like the Noah Gray pick a lot. Yeah, not, he's, by the way, America, he's 47-1 to to score the first touchdown. But that would be a little greedy. Nine and a half to one to score eight touchdowns. A little like 47 to one. First touchdown. Noah Gray. Pretty good. All right. Play uh, action coming up. Line. Most to gain, most to lose. Just most to lose. We're going negative. We're going dark. But in the read, it's most <laughs> to gain. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Welcome back to the show. Earlier this week, we went through a Super Bowl most to gain list, which was headlined by Patrick Mahomes, uh, Kyle Shanahan, and coming in the number two spot, you put yourself on the list. America. Okay. <laughs> Today we're going to dig a little deeper on the flip side of the list. Who has the most to lose? Brew, do you want to go even though it's Nick's list? It's not my list. I don't have a list. We're all You're just You're not answering. throwing the list up? No. No, no, no. There's oh, no I was, list. I'm thoroughly confused. No, I'm sorry. It's just who has the most to lose on something. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Sorry yeah. about that. I, I think Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. For reasons you've, you've pointed out, Wiles. I mean... We refer to him as a genius, and he is great offensively. But 
you can be great and a great offensive mind and be an OC. You know, when you're a head coach, we measure you by winning the biggest games, or at least if you never get to the big game, okay. But he's getting there or getting close and falling apart in those games. And as you said, like if they're up 10 and he shows visible panic, whether it's in the play calling or whatever, that's not a good sign at all. And that'll be like, we got to do something. But did you think that's what happened in their first Super Bowl? No. That Shanahan panicked? No, I did think, though, they were running the ball. They had obviously run the ball the whole playoffs and done great. And they ran the ball well against the Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs were rallying, so I guess they had to throw some. But I still would have liked to have seen them stick with the run He dialed up the perfect play. Yeah, and and Garoppolo missed the the, the pass. uh, (laughs) If if that's your quarterback, it's not the perfect play. But I I do think if he loses, Nick, I I think a lot of people are going to look – there's obviously no shame in losing to the Chiefs, but people are going to look at him because they are technically the favorite. And five years from now, nobody's going to be saying the but Chiefs the, were just better. So can no, I ask they're saying you guys, since you guys favorite. have zeroed in on Kyle Shanahan, let's say they lose and Jed York, because he can't blame the refs this time, says, you know what, need a fall guy, I'm firing him. No, don't, I, no of course he wouldn't, but th- this is my point. Don't, what, don't you think you would have – a Dozen teams in the league, of course, lining Absolutely. up to hire. Of course. So then, I do you think win or lose, he's one of the five best coaches in the NFL? Yes, yeah, probably. Okay, so then I don't understand. I guess I don't understand your harsh criticism. I'm not a big fan of silver medals. I'm not a big fan of having ten point leads in the fourth quarter and not being able to hold on to them. And I'm not a big fan of being one for thirty one down a touchdown into the fourth quarter until Brock Purdy showed up. I'm not a big fan of everybody blaming somebody who's standing on the sideline calling plays. Oh, who are you blaming? The but, players. But a lot that of his – would you – I hear you, but a lot of his offense is all based on the play action. And that's what happens. Like, you know, you get in those moments and you can't just run the play action. And so that that's where – why he struggles at times. So if they get down – I know we're talking about them being up. But if they get down, the play action is not as effective. I understand that. For me, it's, it's Brock Purdy. It's Brock Purdy, and, and for, largely because going going into this game, if there is one player that you feel like you, you're picking them, right. that has to play great for this team to win, or just can't be the reason why right. he can't be horrible. This team lose because he plays poorly. What the, who is that player? Brock Purdy. Yeah. That's he has the most pressure because there is I don't as great as he's been mm-hmm. over the course of the season and for the drive right. against Green Bay and the comeback against the Lions, if he doesn't deliver, all is that all that does is just erase all of what he did. It's like I, absolutely, Joe, everybody's been comparing him to Joe Montana, and I like what he's done. And like I said, he's won me over. However, Joe Montana became Joe Montana, and the catch became the catch because they actually put the cherry on top and won the Super Bowl. So now you look back to that point and say it was in that moment where if that doesn't happen, that play doesn't happen, he was so great, such a great throw and all the things. We could say that if they are to win, we'll look at that drive against Green Bay and be similar. We'll look at the right. comeback against the Lions and have similar mm-hmm. kind of uh, talks about that. And, and the, if I, before I give my answer, if I may defend silver medals just for a moment, 
Reed, McVeigh, Tomlin, Harbaugh, McCarthy, Peterson, I think, are the only active coaches with any gold medals. And so I just, uh, and by the way, McCarthy, Harbaugh, and Tomlin, it was all more than a decade ago. Yeah. And so there is a level of, like, I, 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 it's hard to win Super Bowls. And it's really hard when you're going up against the modern-day dynasty. Can I, can I say one more thing? Yeah. I think the ghost of 28-3 it, yes, that's but, that's, but that should be on Dan Adam. Quinn more than Kyle Shanahan. But it's there. It's, the, and, he wears and, some of it. And that was more, in my opinion, the Atlanta defense blowing that game than the Atlanta offense. They, they, you had a 28-3 lead. But if, my answer, by the way, is every active quarterback if the Chiefs win. So in, in the decade before Brady kind of took over the league, guys who the majority of their career were in that decade – Became Hall of Famers. Aikman, Elway, Favre, Kelly, Marino, Moon, Young, Kurt Warner. Like the majority of their accomplishments. Warner kind of straddles it. Once Brady took over, in the 20 years since then, the only Hall of Famers we've had are Brady, Manning, Aaron, Breeze, Ben, with maybe for Eli. But guys like Phillip Rivers, Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan, those guys are probably going to be the outside looking in because so much of quarterback Hall of Fame stuff is, did you make Super Bowl? Did you win a Super Bowl? If Mahomes is just going to gobble them all up, that there's going to be all these great players this era, there's going to be so many fewer Hall of Fame spots because they're not going to have the resume. So if he wins this one, it just is kind of a warning shot for all those other great QBs. And Monday, <laughs> the first things first, us extravaganza. Where's Wild? I didn't even, oh, there I am, still behind Mahomes. Oh, wait, why? You it's can't like, be smaller. I like that. Smaller. You can't be smaller than us. I like it. Why? Because <laughs> people have to. Hunt if I end me. up being right, I look like the you're trope. a little smaller. Yeah. Uh, Medal time. Early in Lakers Nuggets. LeBron, beautiful touch pass. I thought it was a mistake at first. Then I realized it was on purpose. And then I watched it again. And I thought it was on accident. I'm I not sure where I landed on it. Uh, Lakers lost for the seventh consecutive time. Although, well, seventh consecutive did he get time an assist for that? Yeah. Not overall. No, to Denver. Yeah, to Denver. I love Remember, Darvin Ham was like, yeah, Trust. we know. We saw your tweet. Loves. Bronze medal, <laughs> KD, 31, 8, and 7. And a nice Beans win over the Jazz. Well. Silver medal, Steph, 42. In a 20-point blowout of the Pacers. And then for the gold, my large adult Slovenian son in a game that I wasn't able to attend, but I sent my emissary Ramsey there. But he was rooting for the Knicks, oddly. 39-8-11. What's up? Why did, why did Luca get the gold there, not Steph? What, because of the rebounds and the assists and the, the opponent? The opponent beat the Pacers. And he beat and the in, Knicks. And in Indy. He beat the Knicks in New York. Yeah, but everybody's hurt. And Ed, Thibodeau out. teams don't care. Can we get to headlines? Monday morning headlines. It's time now where Bruce Starr becomes even brighter. I'm going to start critiquing Weird and Wonderful. As we go for it. You do. <laughs> As we lift the ban on puns and allow Brew to flex the muscles he honed and toned while spilling ink yeah, we for some of fast. the finest publications in all the land, it's Monday morning headlines time. Everybody knows what mine is. Never a doubt. Come on, guys. Give me a break. Mahomes paints his masterpiece, officially enters GOAT discussion. How, what discussion? He officially, well, just do yours. We don't have time. Sure, I'll do mine. Tony, Tony, Tony. No. You've done it again. <laughs> Kadarius Tony's huge play breaks game open for Chiefs. I hope we see Kadarius Tony in Me that too. game. I'll tell you this. Here's mine. A 
irrelevant no more. Oh, Purdy Niners make history. He'd be the first Mr. Irrelevant to win a Super Bowl in Chiefs Magic Carpet Ride. And I Why don't know, are I'm, you on there? What's the Magic Carpet Ride? Dusty insisted. He loved my guts. Yeah, and what's, what's the, the Magic Carpet Ride? He was like, Drew, you were the only pundit with the guts to pick They're the, the favorites, and you I don't know why. We'll see you Monday. I don't know how.